Welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys Podcast. Dwayne the Ghost, alongside Terrorizen. And today we're bringing you episode 57. 57. That's right, episode 57. And um, yeah, lots of exciting things to, to get into today, so we'll just dive straight in. Um, first off, we are just about ready to bring you guys the video podcast. We're going to do a pilot test today. Got everything set up and uh, SD card. We didn't get the proper SD card. So in the sake of not wasting time, we'll just go ahead and do it. We'll do a test run tomorrow, um, but we didn't want to waste any more time for the day. So, But yeah, we're, we are in studio. We are completely set up. Um, got the lights going, studio lights. Got a little, uh, you know, got our signs finally. The sound sound quality should be greatly improved. I think. Yeah. Um, Sound quality should be improved. Only thing we need now with the student music is our door. Yeah. And that's that's going to come this week. And so. that's going to in- increase on the sound quality as well. Yep. So, so far so good. I mean, I, I, I like the new space. It's just very comfortable. It's very, very much what we want as far as the studio set. Um, if you're on our Discord, you did get a chance to see some um, some sneak peeks of it. And um, a lot of great feedback. Everyone's digging the set, so. Yep. And then once we start doing um, the video podcast, you guys get to see it. I think uh, more people get to see it. We'll get more feedback, you know, and yeah, we'll go from there. Because we're, we're always on for the feedback, negative or positive. Um, but yeah, really, really comfortable space. Uh, but outside of the studio, of course, the uh, the lounge is actually coming along as well. We put up uh, most, if not all, the lights. I think already. Yeah, we got just about all the lights. We still have a, probably a few more lights to put up. A few more lights, but um, a lot of the. I mean, all the furniture. We're still waiting. We're still waiting on some furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, once those finally come in, I mean, it's been a kind of a. I don't want to call it a nightmare yet, because it's just kind of a process. A, a very interesting process with you know, getting those stuff shipped here. So. It's not. It's not quite a nightmare yet. It's not. It's not there yet. It's. It's. It's just a process. Yeah, I'll call it. Once that gets squared away, once 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 these things finally reach, and I'll just be so happy. And just yeah, everything will be exactly where it needs to be, and then we can start getting a better idea, a better feel for how the the you know the lounge is gonna run, and it's it's, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Um, everyone that's you know again if once you're part of our discord or if you're part of our close friends and family um, you've been throwing out some kind of some prog- you know progress pictures slash videos which are all gonna end up in a vlog eventually once um once we do launch and open the spot yeah but um but yeah everyone's digging it everyone's liking you know the, the whole vibe uh, some people are, have even been blown away so I'm I'm totally excited about that I can't wait to, to show the yeah, world. People, you know. I'm surprised, like at people's reactions when we show them what we're doing. It's like people are blown away, and it's like it's not even, it's not even quite done yet. It's not even at its. It's not even our final form. Yeah, it's not even our final form yet, and it's still, still a lot to be done. Um, mm-hmm. And anyone that's interested, I mean, I think you know our address and everything. If you live on Saint Thomas, if you want to swing through and see some progress, you know you can. Um, it's not really open to the public per se, so it's like. You know, we're kind of 
playing keep, it by ear for the most part. Yeah, but keep, keeping most things under wraps because we want we want it to be like a big reveal. You know what I mean? So yeah, once people see it, they dig it or not, you know, whatever it is. But all in all, I I, I can't wait. I really can't wait to to, to show you guys what we've been working on. And it's it's been quite a process, like like you were saying. Um, a lot of work went into this. A lot of time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, money, mm-hmm. all that. And uh, I said to say, like it's it's like it's just two of us. Um, so that's why it's probably taking longer than it probably should. Because given the size of the space, if this was like a, you know, like a big corporation or something, this this would be up in no time. Yeah. That's but, that. but seeing as though it's just the both of us, and you know, it's. It's given us time and effort for the, the idea to kind of mature a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 and this the whole slow, you know, kind of day by day thing. You're you're watching this idea, you know, come to fruition, materialize, and yeah. it's starting to you know mature and be actually become a a viable thing. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, because it's like, you know, what I thought it would be when we first started to what it is now is completely different. Like way different in a good way, in the, and that's in a good way. The level of professionalism has gone up tenfold. Um, we we always knew what we didn't want to be. Yep. And we're definitely not that, I could say. So, yeah. The, I think that helped. And that's actually... You can th- probably even throw that in as a good idea. Is that a lot of times, you know, you have ideas or, or you know, goals or whatever. And some people go based on those, but... There are some times where there are there are individuals that maybe don't know what they want to do or don't know what their their goals are, and um, one of the ways you can you know I guess find a path or or find a way to move forward is by using the you know process of elimination, which is if you don't know what you want to do, well figure out what you don't want to do, mm-hmm. figure out the things that you you don't want in your life or, or you don't want to be, and then work that way mm-hmm. so you know you know you eliminate those things and it ultimately will steer you in some somewhat of a direction maybe not fully fleshed out idea but you, you at least you'll know what direction you're you're, you're, you're going into and for us that's, that's kind of what we use because we always know what we didn't want to be as far as you know VIVN as mm-hmm. far as our events as far as our, our, our you know this place that we're opening Blount, up now yeah. we always know what we didn't want to be so we and Even though we, we didn't have the exact idea of how the lounge would look, we know how it wasn't gonna look. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and that's I mean that's to say like we if if you're, if you're wondering it's like we we, we definitely didn't want to be just a room with you know some guys coming some guys in a room playing video games. And I mean it, it, we didn't want to have that feel where like anyone can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone can have a room, buy a bunch of TVs, hook up a bunch of systems to it, and call it a lounge. You know, charge people for that experience, but. We, we we want to do something completely different. We want to do something that's that's organic to what yeah. VIVN is, and that's niche to, to to the to the culture. I mean, we want mm-hmm. to put people in a, a gaming environment, you know, video game environment. So, surround you with the you know nerd culture and stuff like that. So, and I think we we are accomplishing that. You know, there's again still a lot more work to do, but we're we're, we're, we're every we're day we there. get a little bit closer. Yep, every day we get a little bit closer. So. If nothing else, that that is a good idea for the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, in uh, in game news, there's been a a couple of video game trailers that dropped this week um, or last week rather. I don't know if you guys got a chance to check out a few of those, but one of them that grabbed my attention that I heard about but I didn't really you know look into it too much was the the, the Gollum game. Yeah. 
still not 100% sure what kind of game it is. It, but I, the tra- I, I, based I, I, on the trailer, it, it looks like a, a a very genuine, you know, Gollum slash Smeagol experience. But it's... Yeah, but the, 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 the trailer still didn't really give you much. Like... It just it showed you what the game is gonna look like for the most part. Yeah, but it didn't show you what it's gonna play. Like, like. all the, the footage is just like mo- majority of the camera work was just a shot from behind in a different location of him doing something, whether it's crawling, uh, climbing. You know, it was it wasn't you didn't you never even you never even got a full on shot of his face of what he would look like. True, you know, he was always kind of like on the side. You know, you never got a full, and you never really get you didn't you didn't get any combat or if there's any combat or. Anything like that. It was just the video was just a minute of him scrolling around, crawling around, climbing around, pretty much. I was like, okay, I, I know what the game is gonna look like, but what is the game really about? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I've always been a uh, you know Gollum fan. I was you know just from he was such a unique character in you know the Lords of the Rings that you know him getting his own game is gonna be interesting to see what what the gameplay is actually gonna be like. Yeah, but for sure, like I mean, because. You know that I, I I think back to my experience when I first saw him and I like back then to me I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, he was so unique to to that experience. I was like, what am I looking at right now? Like this guy is messed up. You know. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, another game that uh, kind of stood out to me was uh, the Ancient. Have you seen the Ancient? Did you see the Ancient trailer? It's another Xbox game. I don't know if it's an exclusive, but it might be. I think I did see that trailer. It's kind of like a third person, but it's kind of zoomed out, kind of top down a little bit. Yes. And it looks very cyberpunk esque. Yes. Yes, I did see that trailer. And I remember, I remember thinking, like, damn, this is probably going to be another cyberpunk game that's probably played more than cyberpunk. It's, it's as unfortunate as that is. You're probably right because the game, like, visually, looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like graphically, it, it looks amazing. And gameplay-wise, it looks, you know, based on what the trailer was saying, it looks like you can, like, you know, it looks multiplayer. It looks like it's a multiplayer game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, I don't know if it's, it's going to be like a dungeon crawl or, or whatever like, the case is, but it looks pretty good. For, for, for what the trailer looks like, it, it looks pretty awesome. If you like that cyberpunk, futuristic, you know, look, that aesthetic is... Speaking of, I, that, I mean, I, I still have high hopes for that game, but... Cyberpunk? Yeah. Sure. But, um, but yeah. Like, I haven't even finished it, and I, 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 still, I still need to. I still want to. Um, but I also... Um, I also would need to finish... Um, I said I would, and I still haven't done it. Watch Dogs. I need to get back on Watch Dogs. Yeah. They, they they open up the multiplayer part of it now and yeah we should uh, definitely check that out something we could you know jump on together I, I think we I think we mentioned it already but we still haven't done it definitely want to jump back on Watch Dogs yep we will definitely do that well the the last trailer that got my attention though was uh, a game that when the trailer came out it looked very it didn't look like a real trailer it was like okay this is definitely a made up thing but it's actually a real game um and of course I'm talking about Exo Mecha Mecha Exo Mecha or I think that's how you pronounce it. It's that game with all those, you know. Well, it looks like it looks like it's a first-person shooter, very Halo-esque in a sense, but it's very. Everyone's a kind of like a shiny metal, mm. and it was like a first-person shooter, and they were going, and then all of a sudden you see these big mechs like look like um 
like Pacific Rim type mechs that started fighting, and then you start seeing like a drag, like a, a mech dragon blowing fire. You, you didn't see that trailer? I don't think I did. No. You never see that. You never saw the trailer for X. It came out. Um, was it during the Game Awards or before that? It came out a while a while ago, and it was like, it didn't look like a real trailer to me. Mm. And then they just released another trailer. Um, and again, the game looks. It it looks like a game that everyone always wanted, but not, you know, not really expected to actually be a game. Because mm. of course, it has your first person elements. You know, you have your vehicles. Mm-hmm. Very again, very Halo esque, but the aesthetic is very weird because everything is like a shiny metal. Everyone, mm. from the mechs to the the, the, the vehicles to the people, and it's like you know these kind of a beach type desert type you know environments, and they're just all out war kind of a thing. And you're seeing helicopters, and then you're seeing these big mechs fighting alongside these guys on the floor, and then you're seeing big dragons and stuff. It's, it's very interesting. I, I'm pretty sure I thought I thought you saw it. I thought I thought it, you know brought to your attention, but yeah. Exo Mecha, and it looks like it's it's close. I think they actually have a date, a date now. So it's gonna be an interesting um, to see how it actually plays. It, it may be looking to give Halo a run because it, it it feels very Halo to me when I see, you know, the the vehicles and kind of how the game plays in a sense. But it's mm-hmm. gonna be obviously times ten with you know these big Pacific Rim type mechs and gotcha metal dragons and. Speak, speaking of Halo, I, d- I did pick up Halo this weekend. Well, last weekend, I should say. Uh, me and the kids. Uh, kind of, and, and it's funny because they were the one that asked me to play, and I was like, oh, interesting. My kids generally enjoy playing Halo, <laughs> even though they don't. I don't. I don't let them win. Like, <laughs> well, so not I'm nice. not sure what, what what they're enjoying, but I guess it's you know family time, whatever. But um. While we were playing, it kind of like reminded me like back in college we used to when we used to when we were big and deep into Halo we used to even create our own games because Halo yeah allowed forge, you to do that yeah with the whole Forge system and Forge mode and plus you know just to edit the game types and stuff you can get really creative we had some we had some really creative game types that I've never seen anyone else do like exactly like we we I mean back then there wasn't really a Twitch or I mean or I mean there was YouTube but YouTube wasn't really as big as it is as now. As big as it is now. It wasn't like a gaming thing. It wasn't... We didn't, There wasn't really an avenue to to, ex, like, to showcase all that stuff. Uh, I say that to say, like, when, when we were doing it, I was... Uh, well, when I was playing Halo with this uh, with the kids, I, I, I flashbacked to all that stuff, and I was like, hey, you know, I... I, I think it was something one of them said about hide-and-seek. I was like, you know, I can kind of... I can You know, in Halo, I can kind of create a hide-and-seek game for this, you know? And was, so it, it took me, like, about maybe, like, five minutes... Because <laughs> I remember we did create a hide-and-seek game back mm-hmm. in college. So I recreated that to the best of my knowledge. I think I, I think I got it pretty dialed in, like, how it was. And, then, yeah, we, we, we played hide-and-seek, you know, with, with in Halo, which was, you know, it, it kind of brought me back. Like, man, we could, I should probably start ex- exploring this more with the kids, you know. Cause, yeah. You know, there's, like, I, I mean, Halo, from people who don't know, was Fortnite before Fortnite was Fortnite, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> As far as like the the creative side, in terms of the creative side, like if you like right now in Fortnite, you can you there is, you know, sections where you can create your own game types and all that kind of stuff. But Halo, I think, kind of almost started that, you that know, trend. Yeah, back in trend, the day, back in the day, or at least it pioneered it for us anyway. So, 
maybe not started it, but it definitely took it to a next level. Yeah. And I say that to say I'm definitely going to start, you know, I'm going to ask the kids, you know, what kind of game type, what kind of games I want to create. Because they, they, they also play Roblox and they, they play other people's creations and stuff like that too. So it's the next thing. Yeah, Roblox, I guess, could, you know, before Roblox, there was Halo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, I remember one game that we, I thought was one of our most creative games was um, Ghostbusters. You remember Ghostbusters? I remember Ghostbusters. I I, I was gonna bring it up to them, but I'm like they don't they're not even they don't even really know Ghostbusters, so it wouldn't really do anything yeah. for them. In Halo, we created a Ghostbusters game, which mm-hmm. played very well. I think played very well. It, it was it was very cool, and again, it's another game I've never seen anyone else try to re, you know recreate. We, we we had a lot of cool ideas when it when it, when it comes to Halo. There was one idea that I wanted to do back then, and I never figured out how, how quite to do it. The prison break, right? The prison break, yep. Yeah. yeah I'm maybe, sure maybe, not if I give you some more thought. Yeah, we should probably, uh, probably put a board up and just come up with different Halo game types and see how they run. Mm. Who knows? Maybe that could be a you know a Twitch thing. That could be a Twitch thing. It could be you know a thing for the lounge as well. You know, when we start doing LAN parties and stuff. There you go. Which is our, which is our goal. You know, we are going to be doing LAN parties and. You know, that kind of thing. We we actually actually we actually set up our um we have an arcade stick that we set up as well. Mm-hmm. That uh we've been having a blast on just the two of us. Just yep, just playing some third strike and playing different fighting third games. Strike, playing some uh, King of Fighters, King of Fighters, just old school style, just you know mm-hmm. on the arcade sticks, which mm-hmm. brings back so many memories, so much memories. It's freaking awesome. But yeah, but yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm. I didn't do enough research, but I, I'm wondering if the new Halo is going to have a forge, a forge mode, or you know, edit the game types like you're with your oddball and your. I'm sure it, it is Halo, so that that's kind of expected. It'd be weird for them to go, kind of go away from that, because I think that's one of the things that kind of kept Halo going, even though it wasn't like in the forefront like a lot of the other titles. It, Halo also had its community where people would play, you know. Mm. Even even with the Master Chief Collection, the fact you know the fact that the the older Halos kind of still hold up, especially with the with the recreations and the you know the anniversary editions of, of mm-hmm. like Halo Two, like graphic wise are great. Yeah. So to, for them to go away from that now, I I don't think that would be a good idea. But yeah, see, I, I, well, when we were playing we were playing um, hide and seek on Halo Three, but I should I should I should do it on them. Halo 2 Anniversary Edition. Because the graphic on Halo 2 Anniversary Edition is really... I mean, Halo 3 is graphics is good, It's too. good, yeah, but uh, Halo 2 Anniversary Edition is... To me, it's probably the second best-looking Halo game right now. As opposed to 5. They really did a good job. They did a really good job um, on that game. So, yeah. Could um revisit the Halo Forge and see... Kind of see what we come up with there. Mm-hmm. But, um... Another game that I uh, I've been mean to get back into because I, I started I think when we started the podcast I, I is when I started playing it and then I kind of fell off a little bit was uh, Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. which you never really got into too much. No, I didn't. I, I, I there was a, a mobile game that was similar that I that I played, but I never played the actual Dead by Daylight. I th- and I think you should because I think you would enjoy it a lot more. And the we, reason I say that we've had this conversation, yes. Because they're related. The community is strong for that game. 
I don't know if you're aware, but Dead by Dele is still going strong, mm. still bringing out content, and it has quite the following. I never realized it was as big as it it, it is. Because I thought it was just one of those games that's kind of, you know, has a small community that's kind of dying out, but no. Dead by Daylight is still going strong. Hmm. And, like, all the characters that's in it now, it's it's great. I turn it on just so you just kind of see, and they, they still bring on new killers. The latest killer is very interesting. It's right up my alley. <laughs> it looks very much like Jared Leto's Joker, in a sense. Kind of an Asian version, if you will. Interesting. So it's just kind of, kind of a guy... You know, has a you know the haircut where it's you know shaved on the sides kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and he uses throwing knives and he has a bat. Hmm. There you go. He has like an overcoat and tattooed and yeah, it's like like kind of your serial killer type psychopath. Interesting. Which is very cool. I like. I like aesthetically it looks good on them. What I like about what they do with the game is that even though they have a killer, that that killer has like different skins, and mm. you can kind of mix and match the skins a little bit, like as far as like what the head looks like and the body and or whatever. It's not greatly in depth, but mm-hmm. you can mix and match some, some some items of it. I think his name is um. It's called Alkill, the trickster. The Alkill is the name of the event, and the, the trickster is the name of the the character. I think. And the cool thing is, whenever they come up with a, a, a new killer, they also come up with new like civilians because the civilians all have their have their own perk system too as well. That's what I love about the game. So if you just want to play as a civilian, you have. A bunch of options, even more so than the killers, <laughs> and all they have, they all, they all have their own perks and different abilities that they can do too as well. So it's not just, you know, the killers are all OP. You you can, if you if you level up a civilian enough, you can you know, you can get some very creative um, gameplay. What's know. what's his name? I think it's the trickster. Hmm. You're talking about the trickster, or I think the name of the it's called All Kill. All dash kill. At least that was the name of the uh, trailer, if you will. There it is, right there. Interesting. Let's play. Oh, I'm looking down the. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very cool. And again, this is a game that has. When it comes to serial killers, you have your, your Freddy Kruegers in there. You have your Michael Myers in there. There's a Jason-esque character because there's already a Jason game. So if you want to play Jason serial killer game, you just play the Jason game. So that's a, But as far as the creativity of the different killers and how they play, it's, it's very cool. You know, Jigsaw's in there as well. Uh, the character that I like the most was this uh, Asian kind of... Uh, I don't want to say geisha but it could be like a kind of geisha style ghost mm. she's you know visually she's very grudge like the, the skin I have her on she's kind of like she's just wearing wraps and her hair is like like she's a super saiyan her hair is just up in the air <laughs> it's all kind of grudgy mm. it's very, very cool and visually she's hard to watch for a long time very scary and then there's a couple other iterations of you know of that character that you can get, and then of course you got you know the whole the whole roster for. So if anyone hasn't checked out Dead by Daylight, I highly recommend doing that. Because if you feel like, and the game is genuine, you you can genuinely be scared in the game. Because the kids on that killers come out of nowhere, especially especially her, like because mm-hmm. she can kind of tele- not really teleport, but she can go invisible for a while. Mm-hmm. So you can just pop out of nowhere and just like jump scare a lot of people. 
game's awesome. And then, you know, there's a witch doctor character, there's a, you know, an actual doctor character, there's, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of different options out that, you know, you can definitely find something that you like. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it to download them. Yeah, I think I think I think you should. I think you should. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, with the new character, I do, I do plan to get more more into it. But the game is still going strong. There's just so many games to play right now. There's so many games to play, especially with Game Pass. Like Not I know time. we talk about it all the time, but the value of Game Pass is just continues to blow my mind. How it just keeps getting better. You can you can't deny it. It's it's. It's literally undeniable how great it is. Like I, I did see some some PlayStation fanboys made a video on like why you should not get Game Pass. I didn't even bother to click on it. I'm like, <laughs> what could you possibly say? Well, you should have clicked on it. I'd love to hear that argument, but I, I, I just I, like I just, I just didn't want the proper. I, I was like, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it's to me to me personally, this is like obvious bullshit. So I was like, yeah, why am I gonna waste my time? But you never know. Maybe they have. Maybe they have a, a point of view that I never thought of, and I was like, oh, maybe I maybe I should have clicked on it. But trust me, I'm, I'm, Game Pass isn't going anywhere. No, and I think it's 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 changing the industry. And I think other, I think the other you know, video game companies are going to have to follow suit. And I think who would benefit the most from doing something similar? I think it would be Nintendo. I was just thinking that because if if Nintendo can do that, so it's going to be like the Game Pass, but on like on a Switch. So it's mobile, mm-hmm. and you get like all like the Mario titles or whatever. It's like a monthly fee. <coughs> That'd be huge for Nintendo. It'd be great. They they would. That would, it'd be a reason to get a Switch now. Hundred percent. You get because you, you you can you can grab a Switch and just get tons of games right now. That'd be great. Or we have to pay this monthly fee just to to play online, which I'm still playing and I don't even play that. You know what I mean? And I gotta yeah. do it for my kids too and all that. So. But the, the thing that I'm paying that and, I, and now I have access to those games where my kids don't always have to ask me for games and I don't have to spend money and they could just download whatever. Yeah. You know, that would be great. It would be huge. But, but yes, getting back to Game Pass, um, um, Star Wars Squadrons dropped this week. Mm-hmm. Or last week, rather. And it was a game that we, we touched on earlier when, when the first trailer came out. Yeah, it looked- Cool, cool looking game. Anyway, the concept I like, you know, rerouting the power and all that stuff when you're flying. You know, it's 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 a it's very interesting. The game is concept. is very is super in depth. What I like about it, it's 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 another game that you didn't know that you want till you actually have it. Because well, as far as the Star Wars games are concerned, especially you like well, we talk about Battlefront too. You can you can play a lot of those. You know, you, you can play in in, in a lot of those. Um, you know the, the ships, ships and, and all, all that, that stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like wondering, well, why would I get squadrons? Well, I one reason this. is mm-hmm. it's free now. Well, not free, but it's, it's on Game Pass, mm-hmm. so you can just check it out. But it's so much more in depth, and it encourages team play. So as far as being effective, kind of like your battlefield in a sense. Mm. It's it's like like mm. teams of five are, are grouping up, kind of in a sense, and yeah. going off into these battles, and you gotta. You know, do your thing, and then there's different vehicle types, different objectives as well. Yeah, they they have like you know, kind of like your uh, the 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 big experience, kind of if you will, mm-hmm. as far as 
very similar to the Battlefield, um, the Battlefront Two, where you kind of push the line with a forward, mm. forward back. Mm. There is that kind of a um, you know game mode, which is there. They said I forget what it's called, but it's their premiere um, game mode, where essentially you start out in this big dogfight in the, in the middle. Whoever wins the dogfight, of course, then you push the line whether further or back. Mm. Then you got to defend these two ships. I mean, once you get through those two ships, then you got to take out their their main, you know, mothership or whatever. Which is very cool, like, considering that you know you're flying around in space. Um, you can level up your ship. They said there's fifty different um, mod like mods that you can mm. add to your your ship. Not all at the same time, but fifty different options, of course, if you will. So I found that to be interesting. It's and and just the gameplay of you being in your ship as well. Your dash is customizable, so a lot of the cosmetic stuff you get, it's for your dash. You can do like little bobbleheads. You can do different, <laughs> you know, I guess different lights or whatever. Mm. Interesting. And you can also edit your character as well. So you can change. You can completely customize your character as far as how you want your character to look. You can customize your ship for how your ship you know, how you want your ship to look. And once you group up, there's like a there's a HUD or like a it's like a room. It's like a social room. Mm. So all your characters are in that room, and you can you know plan strategy, see what kind of game mode you're gonna play. It's kind of like the, the lobby. Mm. Your characters are actually there in, in like in a around like a round table type thing, kind of like the war table in um mm-hmm. Avengers. In Avengers, but you actually can see all your different characters. You know, mm. you and all your boys, and it'd be cool to get a crew together, and then you. The crew that you roll with all the time, mm-hmm. and everyone has their role because there's different, you know, ship roles. Whether you're a bomber or you're going in stealth or you know just, just kind of the generic assault ships, it's pretty cool. I I I, I was looked, I check out, put it the download. Haven't played it yet, but when I was checking out some of the some information on it, um, I must say it's it could be worth getting into if you like shooters. It, it could be you know. It's like a shooter, but you know you're in you're in jets and stuff. So it, it could be, it could be a thing. I you know I, I haven't really been been in big on you know dogfight or you know playing games, but I think this might be the one to kind of get me. You know, I'll give I'll give it a I'll give it a go. Uh, there's two games I have to put the download now. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I mean, just the fact because you know when it comes to us, one of the things that we always look for in games is customization. You know. Mm-hmm. Can I can I play the game the way I want to play it? And this definitely gives you that, because I think that's what you know Titanfall was missing it up a bit. The first one mainly, the second one a little bit, but it got a little better in the second one. But with this, like you can customize your ship, you can customize your character, you can customize how you know not just how your ship looks aesthetically, but how it plays, and you can modify your, your dashboard, you know, as far as inside your ship. Mm-hmm. So it's like super customi- customizable, and not to mention they said you know. It's a pretty epic story too, as well. They, you know, they, they they were pretty, pretty big on emphasizing how the single player, you know, game is. It's a pretty cool story. You play both sides, and I'm um, seeing how it goes. But yeah, I must say it's. I put it to download. Haven't checked it out yet, but it's gonna it's gonna be, it's gonna be one to check out. Maybe we can get the guys. You know, maybe gonna, maybe not. That's gonna be a tough maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's maybe some. I don't know. We'll see. Like you said. But yeah, Star Wars Squadrons just dropped, so we'll definitely be checking it out, and I'll definitely be coming back and reporting to you guys my thoughts after playing the game for a week or so. Letting you know how it runs, letting you know my gripes or, you know, praises for the game. Praises for the game. 
another game that I was um I'm not I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but it was a game that I've been checking out, been kind of looking at. That um it's gonna be it was, it was originally I thought it was gonna only be a PC only game, which was um Empire of Sin. Because most of the time I checked it out, it was it was PC you know mm-hmm. versions I was getting. And um, for those that are unaware, Empire of Sin is like kind of your 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 mobster games. You know you know you kind of your well the setting is like a mobster kind of your fifties Chicago type thing. You know mm-hmm. where you got your Al Capone and your other you know. Italian mob or whatever. So it's, it's that kind of scene, but it's it's kind of like your strategy game. So it plays kind of like a SOCOM type, like a, yeah, like SOCOM, like XCOM, like XCOM, that kind of that, that kind of game. And it's um, like like a tactics type game. Yeah, it's like a tactics game, but there's also a lot of like uh, I guess management things as well too. Because as far as the action, you know, going to kill stuff, there it plays like a like an XCOM, but then. You're still managing, like, you know, your different businesses, if you will. And you're kind of building your empire of sin, the, as the title, you know, suggests. So, I mean, I like, I liked, you know, I've always liked 50s, you know, that whole, you know, Art Deco style. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed that, you know, aesthetic. So, and of course, Mobster, you know, everyone's attracted to the whole, the whole mob scene and everything. So, I think it'd be a you know, cool game. I, I, and again, I thought it was going to be a PC only, but it's on Game Pass now, which I was completely surprised by. So I, I downloaded that immediately. Still haven't checked it out yet, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. From I mean, the game looks good. I like. Uh, I'm interested in how they blend the concepts of like, you know, managing your, your drug cartel and missions and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know. The actual, it, with the actual with the actual gameplay with the actual you know the action the action part of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it, it, it kind of like if you remember how XCOM was. Uh, where you had your base, but instead yeah. of your base, it's like the entire city. Yeah. So you can kind of spend like, your money and you know, spend your money, money on improving on this operation that brings in this drugs and you know, uh, it could be cool. I, I could, I could, I could see me getting into some of that. And what I like is the different characters. There's yeah, there's a tons of different characters. That, different I guess characters. you recruit them to be part of your part of your gang, part of your gang, and they all have different moves. And you know, it's 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 interesting. It's a it's a mobster tactics game, which is you know. Something you've never seen before. You've never seen before. Pretty unique concept. Yeah, you got Al Capone in there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they actually yeah, have him. Everybody else is kind of generic people, but then, you know. Like, I, I think there are actual like actual people as well, but we're probably just not that familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And there, there are some made-up characters, some fictional characters, but yeah. It's a, it's a nice blend, and the game looks cool. It's one of those games I can see when, you know, when I'm on and no one else is. I can just jump on that. I'm on with that. Manage my, my empire. Of sin. <laughs> well, I guess that's the third game I have to put to download. So much games to play, not enough time. So much games to play, not enough time. But I mean, I guess once the lounge is up and running, and we we have to be here, you know. Yeah, because majority of our day is taken up by you know getting this place going. Yeah. So once this place is actually up and going, then frees up a lot of time in a sense of we're not you know running around St. Thomas trying to find things or. Or you know, or working building on, things or whatever. Yeah, so or working a nine to five. You know, we're gonna be here. So yeah, yeah. So the, 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 no more nine to five for us. Once this place is up, it's gonna be our nine to five, if you will. Yep. So yeah, cool game. Worth checking. Checking out. 
And again, if you if you if you're out there and you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass, you have the game. You have the game. So mm-hmm. you go ahead, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, feel free to hit us up as well. Let, let us know, you know, your your thoughts on all the any 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 games that you hear us mention that you know you have your own opinions on. Yeah. And w- once we start doing the the you know the video podcast, the the format may change just a little bit, just to kind of be more inclusive with you guys. So we may be doing like a, you know fan questions or kind of doing you know different different segments or um, having people call in or, or different things. We we. we Playing around with a couple ideas. Yeah, we'll um we'll see how it goes, but um yeah, it's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, now um definitely want to get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep, as far we... as sh- TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And if you guys um listened to the last week episode where I kind of touched on what I picked up on the show, a lot of like you know the racial undertones and everything. They're shown even more so in this episode. Yeah, it was you. You're you're 100 accurate on that. Yep. I I didn't even pick that up from the first one, but you were 100 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. That is the direction the show is going. They are taking a more, you know, a more, a more grounded approach and a more you know they're they're looking at a lot of the I guess headlines or things that are currently going on in in you know our the climate world. today, mm-hmm. and they're they're making you know they're 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 putting. Kind of putting it to the forefront and kind of putting their own, you know, spin but on it. It's it's what I, I don't. I have to get some really good writing because, to me personally, like shows like that sometimes annoy me in how in your face it is and how blatant it is, and it's like mm-hmm. they they push that agenda so strong. It's like, all right, I get, get it. it. Like, yeah, yeah is you know, racist white guy. I got it. But but it, this show doesn't do that. Nope. Well, <laughs> it does it so naturally and it's like not so in your face there's it's there but you know it's again like for it's it's kind of like it, it kind of exposes america in a sense because i guarantee you you know being a you know your your average american watching the first episode you you would not have picked up any of the racial stuff mm-hmm. you've just been like oh okay you know it's an okay show and you wouldn't have seen all those stuff but I think that's the point it's trying to make is that those racial things is kind of underlined in American history and you have to pay attention to, to, to see them yeah and it depends on what side of the fence you're sitting on exactly whether you notice it or not not, on, not only that but I mean I mean, the second episode was like it was bla- it was in your face you, you had to know it was there now you can't there's no denying it's there now you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it wasn't overbearing you know, it was it was done it was done tastefully. Mm-hmm. It was done in a way that it didn't it didn't take away from the show. You know, it didn't take away from the experience, which I I I, I love the the way they're doing that because it it could it, it's a slippery slope and it it could be done wrong. It could be done, you know, in your face all the time and just like, you know, but it's not. It's it's very it's very it's done very well. Yeah, and the you know. The fact, you know, and hats off to Marvel for even addressing any of this, because yeah, it's it's showing some maturity in, in a combo. Because like again, like you said, there's shows out there that you know they kind of push the narrative or they just ignore it altogether. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it, it's they they hit, they hint to a lot of things, but they don't just quite they don't just outright address them. I guess if you will, mm-hmm. for example, you know, and and there's a lot of misdirect, you know. In the show too, which, which I enjoyed, um, 
for example, when, and of course, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched this episode, you should probably avoid this part of the, the show. Um, but, you know, when, when, um, should I, well, should I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wonder if I should do this in a spoiler free manner or should I just go right into it? Mm. I don't know. But well, so we already said spoiler alert, so whoever doesn't want to get spoilers is probably not listening to all this. Good point. So, <laughs> throwing that out there. Yeah, so, so, so when Isaiah, you know, mentioned, you know, you, you know your people, mm-hmm. when he said that to, to Bucky, because of the racial undertones, you, you automatically assume he's talking about white people. Mm. But he wasn't. He was talking about Hydra. But it's, it was done in a way to because of the result make you think that. And mm. even Falcon thought that mm. when he said it. He's like, no, it's not about white people. It's about Hydra. So I like that misdirect. And then another misdirect was, was when, you know, when the police showed up to, you know, and they're having that, that, that discussion with Bucky and Falcon. Or, mm. you know, is this guy bothering you type thing? Which I, was, to me was a very great, very well done, very compelling scene. Because it shows, you know, it shows the life of like a, you know, a black celebrity or a black, you know, mm. hero, if you will. Mm. And, you know, where the way the, 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 the officers addressed them before they knew who they were. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize who you were type thing. Because it happens a lot, you know, today, you know, with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, black celebrities. And so what does that say about the officers? Like, oh, because I'm a celebrity, you're not going to treat me a certain way. So what happened to me just being, you know. A regular black, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that they're addressing that, but where the misdirect came in is that happened. But then the, the it turns out the police are actually there to to arrest Bucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. It, you, when this happened, you, you you thought you know, okay, Falcons for sure is gonna get arrested. How is this gonna play? But it's like, nope, we're here for Bucky, kind of a thing. So <laughs> that that was you know, that was well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, great show. I, I like that. Um, I don't. I don't know if you picked up on it, but um, Power Broker. Are you familiar with Power Broker? Uh, I I did did some I, research after the, the show. And, yeah, yeah. they they you know they're gonna be playing a part, and that's that's interesting. It's gonna tie into how you know how all these you know powered individuals are just mm-hmm. kind of showing up. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting what they did with uh, Flag Smasher being. A group, a group and not a person but anymore. I don't know if you realize that the chick her name her name is closely rep- you know resembles mm-hmm. the original Flag Smasher so that kind of lets you know that she's kind of the main she's she's a leader she's a leader yeah of Flag Smasher so that's interesting um but all in all the show is very well done I mean another I mean, another great compelling scene of course was when um was Bucky was like you know when, when they're having that therapy session and he was like, you know, well, flag. If, if Cap was, you know, wrong about you, then he's probably wrong about me too. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of shows you where you know his mental state is, and it's like, damn, he's just him expressing that. You can see where he's, you know, where he's, he's hurting. You know, he's, he's a broken man. And I, one thing I do like, I risk. I, I really wish Chris Evans was in this show. <laughs> I really need like, I I need Cap in this show like. Man, it would make me so happy if he does a cameo. Even if it's old man cap, like you need Steve Rogers to put his foot down in this show. I, I, so this is what I need from because there's a lot of things that just there to to make you feel. Yes, like U.S. agent. I mean, well, he's not U.S. agent. Well, he's the new Captain America tech, or he's gonna be technically U.S. agent. But mm-hmm. 
there's you know the way he speaks and like you know he, he's kind of douchey and he's he's very douchey he's, and, and, and it's like he doesn't really try to be he's not a bad guy for being a bad guy sick like he's he's trying to do the right thing you know what I mean initially I, I had those thoughts but him throw, kind of throwing his power around, power around and the way he's you know the way he got the you know the therapy you know he was the one that got Bucky arrested and you know but he also got him out as well but he, he's He's throwing his power to show that you know mm-hmm. I can control Bucky, in a sense, or I can control you guys. Yeah, he, he, he's he, much like the U.S. agent. He's he's kind of staging his you know, like oh look what I can do kind of thing. Like he's, he's kind of staging his 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 moments. Yeah, which the Flag Smasher used to be used to do as well. I mean, sorry, not Flag Smasher. Um, U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, you know. That I, I just like. And and this is why I like this is why this is why I prefer Marvel stuff over DC stuff. I hate to, I hate to always have to bring it up, but Marvel tries to stay close to the comics. They try to, you know, they put their own spin on things. But there is enough comic Easter eggs to to keep you like, yes, good, okay, cool, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's even though sometimes they go, you know, it's not not everything is perfect. Not everything is mm-hmm. you know what you want. I mean, if you can look at examples like Iron Man three and stuff like that, but. For for the for the most part, it's 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 done right, and this show, I feel so far this show has been is it, is it's been handled the right way. It's 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 exceeded my expectations because I I, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for the show when it was first announced. I was like, it's not it's not gonna be a real cap, so whatever, you know what I mean. But it is it is tied to to him, so yeah, you know a what? lot of the decisions. I'm still he made. I'm still. I still want to believe that he's gonna make an appearance. I really wish he did because it's because the way the show is set up, it's 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 all about Cap. Obviously, even even for the from the logos and everything, mm-hmm. the show is all about Cap. I don't think there's gonna be a resolution to Cap stuff without Cap being a part of it. So I think they're probably gonna they're, they're gonna set it up for the like the probably like the last episode, mm-hmm. kind of the last you know kind of kind of your Luke Skywalker type mm-hmm. situation from um, Mandalorian. I think. Maybe Cap will make an appearance, and it's, I think it's, it's what's going to set the show off. It's either going to be that or Falcon donning his Captain America getup, which my, I think probably is going to happen. I think that is going to be the end of the show. What would be awesome is like, could you imagine at the, at like the very, very end of the show, the real Cap comes back as like in full gear, like not old man Cap. <laughs> and that's that, that's the big end reveal at the end of the show is that Cap is back. Well, you know they do say Cap is back in the thing, but they're talking about um, mm-hmm. U.S. That, agent. That would just that would make that would make that show for me. But I know I know, I know it's not gonna happen. Like it's there's no question in my mind that that scenario is not gonna happen. <laughs> I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, more, what's more likely is that fucking dons the Captain America costume. Which in the comics does happen, so it's I'm, I'm fine with that, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Looking, looking, looking forward to and and the last and the, the and the last episode there. Finally introducing Zemo. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it took him this long. I thought he would have been introduced already. And that's that's the thing. Like with everything that was leading up to like all the trailers and everything leading up to this point, I thought Zemo was gonna be like the main bad guy. Turns out he might not even be back at all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be interesting. 
I, I'm pretty sure that something's gonna happen. He's probably gonna start out that way, but it, it, it's Zemo. He's not. He's not gonna stay, you know, an anti-hero like that. He because his his whole purpose was against the Avengers. He didn't like. Mm-hmm. He wants less heroes. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to see when he, when and why he wears the mask. You know, I mean, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. So, but as much as I. I as much as I would like to introduce like you know other characters like maybe a mutant or two and it, it, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit but the, but I keep seeing rumors people saying that, that that might be a thing but I keep I keep hearing that too especially you know where they're I guess they're they keep mentioning uh, Madripoor or, yeah Madripoor so we'll see but it, it, it doesn't fit it doesn't if I see a mutant I'm like this is for Wanda and uh, no, this is for WandaVision you know what I mean <laughs> oh so but yeah so far so good fucking a Winter Soldier um Friday can't come quick enough obviously yeah I'm um, I'm back on the um, 4 o'clock in the morning I will be watching them now oh yeah you're back there I'm gonna, uh, after the after the last after episode 2 yeah I'm, I'm, there, I'm there now episode 1 like I I literally watched episode 2 like much later in the day like at mm-hmm. night you know because we had a lot of things going on and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't have much of a choice. I have to watch it later. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm back on the 4 o'clock in the morning. I will be up. I will be watching it. Cool. Another show that I uh, mm-hmm. started to check out that I highly recommend now is um, Invincible. Yep. It's, it's officially out now. Invincible is officially out on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. And for those that are unaware, this is a this is a comic book that ran. Um, uh, I want to say early two thousands. It was early to mid two thousands. I would say mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that, but that's, that's when I was made aware of it anyway. And it's kind of your more darker superhero stories, if you will. Mm-hmm. So the comic book was always you know very violent, you know, even though it was you know very colorful as well. So that was kind of you know polarizing about it because usually the darker stories are more. Darker yeah. color palettes. Darker color palettes. Yeah. This was one of your comic books that was has a very colorful color palette, but still very violent, mm-hmm. still very dark in a sense. And the show is the same way. Show is the same way, and I was surprised. I I wanted to see how dark the show could would have gotten, and it, it's it's already gotten pretty dark. I mean, I haven't seen it. So. You have okay. You haven't seen it, so I, 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 won't, <laughs> I won't go into any spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. But a couple of things to note about the show. Um, it is different from the comics. So if you're familiar with the comics, they do veer off in some things, but it's still an enjoyable experience. Mm. But like, it's it's violent for a card. Like for you know, it's it's like watching uh, a DC you know animated show. Yeah, like the Justice League, like Justice, Justice League, but Justice League Unlimited and all those. But violence, like, and those shows are pretty violent. You know, like the action wise, anyway. Mm, the action was great in those shows. Same with this. The action is pretty good in these. Like the fight scenes are pretty good, but the violence is ramped up to like a Mortal Kombat level. Hmm. Yeah, like you see people get tore up. <laughs> Civilians and heroes alike just getting. Mm. It, it, it's 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 pretty cool. I, I won't spoil anything for him, but the first three episodes are out. From what I hear, I think they're gonna drop every Friday as well. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but hmm. but um. But yeah, first three episodes are out. Definitely worth checking out. But as far as the characters, I, I, I like all the characters 
in their portrayals of you because it's you know it's about this guy that's you kind of like your your Superman type you know character that's mm-hmm. you know Santa he's been he's said to be the guardian of Earth for the most part and you know he's been there he's been doing his thing and he has he has a son but his son's half you know I forget what his race is but half that race half human yeah so he's waiting for his powers to come in and you know they come in and now he has you know he wants to be a hero like his dad kind of a thing but his, his dad is uh, if you're familiar with the comic you, you know his dad is quite the interesting character <laughs> his dad is quite the interesting character so and it, it just goes to show how he he doesn't you know he, he goes from hero that you know does all these crazy things and his wife is just used to this, this some of the crazy stuff that he goes like he, he goes off and he's like oh he didn't come home he's probably in you know some next dimension or something you know, you know what I mean like <laughs> and she's just completely sensitized to this it's it's kind of interesting it's a very interesting like inside it shows you like, inside the family life of like a, a hero mm-hmm. if you will which I realize a lot of shows are doing now because you know the Jupiter um, legacy that's coming mm-hmm. out and then of course your your Lois and Clark show that's on um, mm-hmm. CW I try to get into it but like whenever I see my kids watch it I'm like I'm just not a fan of CW shows most but people aren't they are what they are man I, I don't know man like I I can't get behind them I, I enjoyed Flash for the first couple seasons. I enjoyed Supergirl for the first season. Other than that, it's you know it's whatever. But yeah, it's I don't like it. I don't. I don't they're 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 just truly catered to tweenage, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like it's just too. And I I I don't know. It, it, that just rubs me the wrong. Like for Supergirl, like apparently it's it's on its final season. I think. Yeah. You tell me all these seasons and there's no mention of Power Girl. I don't even remember Power Girl even making an appearance. Hmm. Especially now that they're doing all these different dimensions and time traveling, all this stuff. You couldn't bring a Power Girl one time. You couldn't make her don that costume one time. Or not? Okay, maybe she, maybe maybe the actress doesn't want to don the costume for obvious reasons. <laughs> but have you know since you're doing alternate realities and stuff like that, and that's, that is exact. Power Girl is you know Supergirl from a different you know reality. Bring in a different actress. I think I, th- I just thought Power Girl was making appearance. You know, it, it, when it comes to Supergirl, Power Girl is is, is just so tied into that. Like, it should at least be, I mean, again, and I really haven't really watched it, so I don't. Maybe it was mentioned. I don't know, but I've never heard of. I don't, my, my my daughter is big into it, and there's never been mentioned of Power Girl or anything. And I'm like, I even want to ask her, like, do you even know who Power Girl is? Like, I, want, I, I, I literally <laughs> want to ask her, like, have you ever heard of Power Girl? You know who that is? No. And, that, and, that, and that's all the reason you need to not watch those shows, <laughs> in my opinion. It's like I don't know the the, the DC the, the the DC CW shows don't. I don't think they pay enough homage to the character to the the, the comics. I mean, they do, Flash. They do, they do crossover f- stuff. So they do crossover stuff, and it's it's cool. And I think the the one the, the two shows I feel did the most good mm. would be the Green Arrow. And Flash. I think most people will agree with you with that. Those two shows, I think, did it the most justice, but it still has some ways to go, in my opinion. Like, I like the fact that, you know, Gorilla Grodd was in Flash, you know. And I think, um, what's his name was in it, too? Shark Guy, what's his name? Who is in everything now, apparently. Um, King Shark. Mm-hmm. I think he was in it as well. <laughs> we didn't even cover the um, Suicide Squad trailer, but. We didn't cover the Suicide Squad trailer, but. 
There's not much to cover. Really. Not much to say. It was, it was a great trailer. It was a, red, it was a red band trailer, so it had a lot of gore. Yep. King Shark ripped, ripped the guy in half. It's going to be interesting. I think it has an R rating too, so probably most of that R rating is probably just going to be just for King Shark just eating people and tearing people apart. And maybe some language, of course, but Suicide Trailer, Suicide Squad trailer is out for those that aren't aware, so definitely go check that out if you haven't already. But I think um, right now is a good time to take a quick little break. We'll do our, our break stuff and then we'll come back and get back into some fight talk, so and stick with us. There's a lot to discuss when it comes to fight talk. Plenty. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we are back. Now, getting ready to head into some fight talk. This uh, this past weekend, UFC card did not disappoint. No, it didn't. And before we get into a lot of the what happened, what didn't happen, I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. I was entirely wrong about <laughs> my assessment of the main event. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. For the last last podcast, I went a little heavy on on Francis, and I'm eating my words now because he is currently the new heavyweight champion. So, but we'll get into that. We Let's... will get back into that. Um, uh, in terms of the the prelims, the early, the very first prelim was a really good back and forth, a really good back and forth fight. Um, could have been stopped a long time ago. But uh, ref just gave him every chance, uh, and by him I mean um, Azitar, Abu Azitar. I mean, he was. Um, I think the first was, round was pretty close. It was pretty close. The first round. Second round, it started getting away from him. Third round, round was just a beatdown. Yeah, and it, it could have been stopped a long time. I think. I the reason it was stopped at the. Four minutes and fifty-six seconds of the third round, which is like seconds left. I think the ref just realized, like, I just kind of screwed this guy for getting a, a TKO a t- stoppage, a TKO victory, which he which he deserved, and mm-hmm. just gave it to him, just giving it, just just stop the fight because it was it was a uh, way too much punishment. I mean, it was just it was hard to watch. Very hard and to watch. Mark Andre Barro Barro, how you pronounce his last name? Barrio, Barrio. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Was just just put on a really good performance, destroying Azaitar. Yep. Who I think is related to the other Azaitar who got kicked out of the UFC. It's his brother. It's his brother. And I think he's now back in the UFC. I think. I heard that they allowed him back in. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I think they did. Which is like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That 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 whole. Anyone that's been that whole stable is kind of like yeah. very shady. Very shady stuff there, but it is what it is. I'm sure that they make UFC a lot of money, and UFC makes them a lot of money. So, at any rate, um, not a ton. I mean, there, there were a lot of good fights in the prelims. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to discredit them um, by kind of skipping over, but yeah, um, um, Khabib's cousin Khabib's did cousin, fight. Cousin, he, he won his fight. Yeah, decision against Jared Gooden. Who I mean, it, it was a good back and forth. Um, 
Abubakar just proved that he was he, he has had more to offer. Yeah, and I was surprised by his stand up too. It was better than what was expected. So, and then of course Alonzo Meadowfield um, did his thing against uh, Fabio Clarent. Yeah, he, he submitted him. Which Clarent was uh, the LFA cha- former LFA champion, and he was also on um, contender series. I think he's on the contender well. series, and he was actually he actually has better submission game than. Metafield. On paper, than than Metafield, so. But when when Metafield got him down, he went for, he went for the. He went for the guillotine, mm-hmm. and once you go for a guillotine, you get taken down, and and, and the well, as soon as the person goes to side control, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go, because all you're doing is setting up. Uh, Von Flu, aka the Von Pru, aka the OSP, That's what they're calling it now. Yeah. Um. And so said so done. He he locked it in pretty tight. Like pretty he, tight. Yeah. And he he had a good angle on it too. Like he went completely on the side, getting his hips off the mat and just driving all his weight down on mm-hmm. his neck. Which which is you know for a guy like Metafila, should so a submi- if him having a submission game is a very scary thing. Mm, that's a big guy. And yeah, and he had the right one too with the, with the OSP. So. I feel I feel bad for um, Fabio because you know he can tell he has a lot more off of the sport and he he will be back of course mm-hmm. he just got caught because yeah, I I don't think I, I think he took for granted he is like okay this he, he didn't expect to be submitted by this guy like he he knew he knew the it was like he knew that choke was there but he's like this guy's not gonna do that like he's yeah he underestimated his uh, submission game mm-hmm. which I did too I did I didn't see Metafield as a submission fighter but showing that he has that wrinkle in his game so he's gonna be a scary guy to contend with. But uh, let's get to the main event, the main card actually, because the main card is where a lot of the you know a lot of where the uh, the a lot was. of good thing ha- good a lot of good things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I felt I felt pretty bad for Kamaworthy. Yep, because you can tell that he he has more to offer the sport, and you can tell he's he was on his come, he was on his I, rise. I was rooting for him, but uh, he got clipped. J- Jamie Malarkey just clipped him right on the chin and like, just turned him off to the point on the chin, like. It couldn't have been more on the chin than that. And it was enough to just get those legs just unstable. And that was all she wrote, pretty much. Felt bad for Kamaworthy. You can see he was pretty pretty upset about it. He was asking, he's going around asking what happened. He, he, he literally asked his opponent's corner what happened. Yeah, that's, that's Which bad. just shows, like, he, he was really out of it. Really, really out of it. So, yeah. And I think he was shocked, not only to hear that he got knocked out, but he, you could see his response when he found out how... Like when when they how announced quick was, how yeah. quick it was, he was he was even more upset. Yeah, that it was just such a quick knockout. But yeah. he'll be back. I think he, you know. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, he had more off the sport. He's, they'll, he, they'll probably he, drop him back down to a fight card on the prelims yeah. or or on um a fight night or something. But. Yeah, but you can you can see that he's gonna be a future star. So um, he's gotta get back to the drawing board. And then you have uh, Miranda Maverick, who is you know. If Claudia Gadelia and Ronda Rousey had a child, this is what <laughs> she would look get. Like. This is exactly what she would look like. Um, and she was just showing that you know she 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 had some dominance. It was a, it was, a it really was pure dominance against Jillian Robertson. Jillian Robertson, you know, you can see that she came to fight. She had a great walkout song too, by the way. What did you walk out to? Fifty Cent, PMP. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what part of you is a, is a PMP? <laughs> this is like a you know, Caucasian female. From from Canada that coming out to PMP so that was strange, but yeah, Ronda Maverick just did her thing, had pure dominance. You can see that she's gonna be a problem to contend with. She's just super thick for that division, and 
She has a power and she yeah, she, she, has, she has the skills too as well. So she she she, she, she does say that she she did say that she has a hard time cutting weight. So I can she can see she's she was thick there. Mm-hmm. So some someone something to look forward to you know for her from her. Um, yep, yeah. and then you have uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. This was uh, one of those against Thomas Almeida and. This fight, uh, on paper, it, you, it looked a lot closer than it actually was. Because on paper, I yeah. I thought, you know, Almeida had the skills. He's a veteran. You know, he's been there long enough. And he's from shooter box. You know, he, so he's, you know, you know, he's tough. He can take he's a few. Those, yeah, he's one of those tough And ones. boy, was that on display. His toughness. His was, toughness was on display because Sean O'Malley. I don't give Sean O'Malley enough credit. I think most people don't. I still, I mean, I still don't really care for him, but... <laughs> I would give him the credit and say, like, skill wise, you, you could it. see that he 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 he's putting the work. There's no, there's no question on whether or not he's a hardworking fighter or not. You can, you can see that he has. He's definitely a hardworking fighter, and you could see that he he pays attention to what he does. And even in the in the post fight press conference, he says he he he's, he says he's he's his own biggest fan. Where he he watches his fights over and over and over. Like he he can't wait to go back and watch this fight. Mm-hmm. Like he loves to watch his fights mm-hmm. and critique his fights. Like he, he is all about not only putting on a, a great performance, but putting on something, just doing flashy stuff that he can go back and rewatch and be like, "Oh, that was cool." You know, he's all about that. Yeah, which is a, I can kind of relate because I've watched my fight a few times too, and I, I could I I could understand it from that perspective, but I, I can tell. When it comes to him, it's he's on a whole other him. level. Yeah, he's critiquing himself, and he's, he, and he's 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 doing fan service. You know, he he's he's fighting in a way that fans will definitely love and appreciate. Yes, he has a very fan friendly style. His style, if if anyone hasn't watched, like maybe more so this time than in his other fights, he reminds me a lot of Conor McGregor in terms of his style, mm-hmm. his stance, and you know, his using stance, his range, and using his range, and all the attacks that he's using, which is like the kicks to the body, the spinning back kicks. He's very Conor McGregor. Like he's yeah. like a tall Conor McGregor. Yes, yeah. because he's tall for that division. So he's very long, very tall for that you know that weight class. So he uses his range very, very well and keeps you on the outside. Yeah, Almeida couldn't get in at all. Effectively, at and it, every time he got it, he got he paid for it. He paid for it, and he whatever shots he landed is you know it came with a price, and, that, and that's that's how fighting should be. That's how it should always be. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always looking to hurt your opponent at, at every 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 time. Mm-hmm. There's no free no free lunches. Yeah. And make him pay every time and punish all their mistakes. Sean O'Malley did just that. He he gave it to him every time he came in. And he landed some devastating head kicks that I'm surprised Almeida took. Well, this is a, like some of the controversy of the, of the fight because, you know, with every UFC car, there is some kind of controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he got a knockdown and he did a walk-off. He did a walk-off. And he's walking off. This isn't the first round. Like, you know, this fight's over. I'm walking away. But the referee was like, no, fight's not over. Even though Almeida was definitely hurt. Definitely fell back. You know, he was... The referee could have called it. Uh, yes and In no. a sense. No. Well, if, if you, because if you look... Like, if you look if I've, I've seen enough times where I'm like, I could see why the referee didn't call it. Because Almeida was still there. Almeida was still there. Almeida was looking at him. Almeida never took his eyes off him. And Almeida stood right back up. There you go. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like the person's looking all over the place like... You know, 
or not focus or right yeah. Almeida never broke focus he, yeah. he was looking at him you know so is that it, even though O'Malley wanted the walk off then the, the walk off wasn't it wasn't there the it wasn't there so what O'Malley should have done was actually finish the fight run him down up. follow mm-hmm. up a few follow up shots would have probably ended the fight would have ended the fight yeah but he didn't do that he walked off referee said nope fight's not over get back here and the fight continued to the third round actually mm-hmm. went all the way to the third round so just show you like I said Almeida's toughness was definitely on display because he didn't let up he just you know he was still there even though he was getting pieced up he continued to fight right all the way to the third round to then get finished yes and the finish this time though was another knockdown which was a, a, a more a worse knockdown because you could tell Almeida was out this time yeah, Almeida was definitely out this time but the ref also well I guess looking from the last time he was like well he was, the ref was just looking the ref was, he didn't even make a decision he didn't make a decision yet so as soon as Almeida goes back and it was hurt. Shut him out. was like, yes. yeah, don't worry, I got this. Yep, and he just threw a punch from the bleachers. He, he just, hit him with everything he could. And Almeida could not, yeah, Almeida could not defend himself, obviously. And it was a bad punch. punch. It was a, it bad, was a bad punch. It was a shot that Almeida did not need to take. Nope. It was, it, it was a very violent finish, um, that being said. But Almeida was, you know, not Almeida. Um, O'Malley was kind of being it like, well, that's what you wanted, so. Yep. So it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's all, all situational, but you know, Amala just showing that he has that power for for a tall, you know, tall, skinny guy mm-hmm. in that division. He he has that 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 power. Yes, he he definitely he and he he has the skills too. He's he is uh, he he has he has come now into in, in his form because I don't think he never really he kind of did fight like this, but not really. I think now he's. He's more true to his form. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has a really good style and a really... Yeah, he's definitely a star. He's a star. He's, he's 100% a star. I, I don't care for his his antics and, you know, his, you know... Personality. His personality and, you know, all that stuff, but it's whatever. I I, I, I can put that aside and see, you know, where, where his benefit is to the company, and he's, he's definitely a star. Yep. Without question. You're going to see a lot more Sean O'Malley in the future because... I, the kid is is is, is must watch TV. And I thought he would. I thought he would call out Chito Vera because that's the last guy to defeat him in a fight where he still to this day says he doesn't. Lo- he he hadn't. Lo- he didn't. He didn't lose. Mm-hmm. He does not believe he lost that fight, or he said, or, or as he puts it, he didn't lose that fight based on skills because mm. he he still feels like he has more skills than Chito Vera. And he felt like it was it was a kind of a freak accident, which mm-hmm. is yes and no, but but Chito but Vera was one. Yeah, so you can't even say that. So you know what I mean. So it's it, it, it is what it is, and I, I I can just like we spoke about before, where you you know you got to tell yourself something to 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 motivate yourself, and I I, I get it, and he should, and I'm 100 percent for him, you know, believing that. I just wish he had called him out because that's a fight I actually want to see now. Yeah, I mean, like Dana White said, it's that's a, that fight's always going to be there. You can make that. Yeah, fight you can make that fight anytime. Yeah, it's. <laughs> With 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 um with, with Sean O'Malley, it's like he didn't call him out. He said he's not. He's not. He, he said he's more. He's like whatever UFC calls and it tells him is, is what he's gonna do. He, he's not. He's not into picking, picking fights, his yeah. fights and stuff like that. So, so good, good on, on him. him. Mm-hmm. You'll be seeing more Sean O'Malley in the future. Look forward to that. And whenever you see that name, tune in. Next uh, big star right there. <clears throat> and then moving up in the co-main event, of course, you had Tyrone Woodley. Versus against Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque, which my favorite fight of the night. In, in all well, it was fight of the night. Um, and I, and they I got see. their bonus. Um, 
And rightfully so, because this Tyron Woodley actually came to fight this time. It's, it's something we haven't time. seen in a long time. If that Tyron, Wood- I think that that Tyron Woodley could have could beat Burns. Maybe not beat Burns, but maybe you never know. What with one of those shots that landed right and Burns didn't respond well to it, it could have been over. You know what I mean? There is a Tyron Woodley that that is a world beater. That any given Sunday he could win. That and we just haven't seen him for like three fights now, three four fights. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was good to see that Tyron Woodley again because. As much as a killer Vicente Luca is, when Tyron came out full guns blazing, I was, I was like, whoa! Yeah, you, I was scared for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the Tyron Woodley that we all were afraid of. You know what I mean? So I mean, honestly, I thought Tyron Woodley was gonna win the fight. I, I would have been happy if he did. When when he when he started landing those bombs on him and started landing you saw bombs like Vicente Luca kind of getting a little in you know, a wobbly, I was like, ooh. Not only that, but all like when he pushed him against the cage and so like even though like yeah yeah he's been doing a lot of that lately, it was different this time. It was more ferocious and it was more with purpose mm-hmm. as opposed to just holding on for dear life. You know what I mean? There was a different Tyron Woodley, and I was I was happy to see that Tyron Woodley. I was like I don't even mind if he loses or he get. And he did end up getting. I mean, he was getting destroyed from. I mean, Lu- Luke put it on him. Yeah, so so when the when Luke landed that hand, that the right hand, mm-hmm. it put Tyron Woodley on wobbly legs, and he never really recovered. I've yeah, I, I've never seen someone wobble that bad for that. Like, I mean, he was stumbling all over the cage and like grabbing for the fence, like he couldn't, you know, like, he couldn't stand up on his own mm-hmm. motion. So, and eventually, uh, Luke got him down and submitted him, which was interesting because you know. It was with a dart stroke and it was with a dart stroke and Tyrone is he, he has used that choke before in the past so mm-hmm. his corner was saying you know what to do how to get out of this and I heard when they said it and just like Luke when I heard them say it I was like I don't know this is pretty tight that looks pretty tight to me and so said so done Tyrone was out of he, he tapped and he was like, when when, he, when Luke let go of it I mean he was begging for air it was like yeah you could tell it was tight tight. There was not. no getting out of that. It was like uh, there wasn't no you know what to do how to get out of this. No, there was none of that. There was, mm-hmm. it was over when, and Luke said that's what that's that's kind of like how he does all his submissions. He doesn't go for them if he doesn't think it's already over. He doesn't waste energy with them. He's not mm-hmm. gonna try to submit somebody you know as a as a way out. Yeah, when he goes for the submission, it's it's done. It's over. Which is from an MMA perspective, that's. That's the way to go. That's that's the way it should be. Your striker should be good enough so that you destroy someone to get him down. Where when you put that submission in, it's over. It's in. It's in. So that's it. And it was. Hats off to him. I mean, again, the 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 trouble now with Woodley is that that's four in a row. That's now. four in a row now. And the, the the sad part is that was his last fight on his contract. Oh, that's it. That's it. So I was like, do they renew? They're not going to renew. Do they? I guarantee you they're not going to renew. It sucks. And now that's, that's probably the last time we're going to see Tyrone Lee in the, in the octagon. In the octagon. Maybe he can go somewhere else. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. Because that's it. Maybe like a Bellator or something. And maybe. he'll probably do good there, hopefully. But. Yeah, the last fight of your contract and it's four in a row. And even at the press conference, then I was like, that's four in a row. That's Because someone asked him, like, you know, mm. if, you know, if. 
you know, how, what did he think about it? Like, is, 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 is he done or whatever or whatever? And he didn't answer, but he was like, dude, it's four in a row. Like, that was Dana's work. Once Dana said that, I was like, yeah, that's it. It was nice knowing you, Tyrone. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, he actually was actually showing improvement. He's actually showing. So I would have loved to see him fight again. I would have loved to see this Tyrone in, the, in those last three fights. Like, if he, if he fought this way in those other fights and lost, I wouldn't be too mad at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was the way he was fighting in, in those... And even the fights that he won, he, it wasn't that... You know what I mean? The, the, the first fight with Wonderboy was still, uh, you know... The second fight was better, but the first fight with Wonderboy was not that great. Yeah. His last really good fight was against Till, in my opinion. True. I'll give you that. You know, that, that that's the Tyrone Woodley that everyone's afraid of. You know, because against Till, Till, Till was Till was, Till was a world beater, and Till, Till was talking all that trash. He humbled Till, and, and he humbled the shit out of Till, and it was like, that's the Tyron Woodley that everyone was afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. not the pacifist one that we got, but whatever. Yep. But um, yeah, moving on to the the main event. Whoo! Here we go. So, Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Stipe being the champion, this is the second fight. And uh, I went on air and I went on the record saying that I think it would be more of the same. I think Stipe being the veteran that he is, he's going he's gonna, to you know, avoid the power and do more of the same. Just like the last fight. Mm-hmm. And I, I went as far as saying, you know, as far as Francis, you know, I don't think he's improved that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has, but if you look at it, going off of the evidence of his last fights, mm-hmm. he's still the same Francis. He's still, you know... Knocking out guys in the first round, not showing any grappling at all. Yep. And then this fight happened, mm-hmm. and they had you know after the first exchange, I was like, okay, Stipe could take a punch because Stipe got hit. And then Stipe went to the grappling, and then Francis actually showed him. showed some some grappling prowess. He actually sprawled, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. He sprawled. Then he, you know, he pushed on the head. Pushed on the head, went around, took his back. Took his back. I was like, oh, okay. This is some better improved grappling. And he started landing on Stipe hard. Some bombs. I was like, oh man, it's probably over. But Stipe got out of it. I was like, okay. But then at that point, I was like, yeah, Stipe is in trouble. Because you just got outstruck and you just got out grappled. What do you do now? What do you do now, Stipe? But and at the same time, I was like, even though he got outstruck, he, did, he didn't get outstruck. Like, let's say he was firing some and and um, Francis was landing more. It wasn't like that. He was just being too cautious. He wasn't really firing anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I was sleeping moving forward, you just have to throw more. Yeah. I mean. Easier said than done. Easier said than done because you're, th- you're throwing more against a killer. So I get it. But, yeah. but one thing I will say, but Francis, Francis was, was throwing leg kicks. He was throwing leg kicks. Hard leg kicks. And he was very patient. And he was very patient. But he wasn't as patient as he was in the Derek Lewis fight. He wasn't that patient where he's just standing there doing nothing. He was, he was actually doing something. Like he was actually picking his spots. He was looking to see what happens. Okay, got an opening here. Land like kick. Got opening to throw strike. some strikes. Yeah. I can throw some strikes. You know? He was showing much improvement. That being said. And then on one of the exchanges, he actually caught Francis pretty good. No, he, Well, no. Francis caught Miocic pretty good. 
No, Fran. No, no. Miocic hit Francis with a with a shot before like, Miocic hit Francis. Francis hit him. Oh yeah, that's right. Francis, yes, that's right. Francis, Francis hit him. Staggered Miocic, and then he started. He was rushing backing in. up. He was backing. Mm. Miocic backing up. Francis rushing in. Miocic countered. Countered, and you can see it kind of stunned Francis a bit. Francis like kind of stopped what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he stumbled and a bit. Stipe seeing that like okay, thought he was hurt. He's hurt. Decided to try to jump in to finish him. Forgot he was jumping at the fire of the man that hits the hardest in the UFC, and got Starched. the lights t- turned right off. That being it, after he got knocked out, Francis did land one more shot just for and good measure. Just for good measure, and that was kind of putting the nail in the coffin. That yeah, yeah. He, he didn't need. He did that shot. He did not need, but he was already out. He was already out. Out. So Francis is now your new heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And he is one heck of a scary man. That is a very, very unique circumstance or a very unique person, man. Francis Ngannou is is. I mean, I mean, they they already documented, you know, how you know how crazy his story is from what he's been through and all this yeah, stuff. His whole life story has been crazy. Not a whole lot need to be rehashed up on that. But um, yeah, he, you know. He's been through some shit. He's been through some stuff. Just trying to get out of where he's from, the Congo and everything. I mean, um, Cameroon. Cameroon. And you know. Did you see the video of his uh, Cameroon celebrating? No, I didn't. They were losing their stuff. They were losing it. Yeah, I can imagine. This is uh, now the third African champion. Now the There's continent of Africa has three champions. Three UFC champions that are African, not African American, straight up African. Yep. Which is great. Great great for them. Which is unique. Two yeah. Nigerian, one Cameroon. That's so weird. That's so unique. That's, I don't think there's any been a fight sport where that was the case. Unless it was an African sport, you know? Yeah. It's so unique. I mean, I remember back in the day when it was the Brazilians. Brazil. Every team. other division had a Brazilian champion, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean... Because... Well, 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 well one thing why I think it's going to probably... It could happen even more so is because... Africa, you know, the Africa is a big continent. Yeah, it has a bunch more, of countries more, in multiple it. countries. You know, it's like South America is a continent with Brazil being one of the countries in there. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's still a great thing. It's still a great thing to see. Africa still recognizes, you know, even though it's just a continent, it still recognizes as one thing. So, but um, yeah, it, it, it's new champion, and now he's he's he said he's willing. They got whoever else, all comers. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He wants to be more active than Stipe was in the past, and th- this is this is what the UFC's been waiting waiting for. They've been waiting to throw the, the you know back up the brink truck on this guy, and now they have <laughs> the reason to do it because he's gonna make them so much money. He's mm-hmm. the, the heavyweight champion that you you know that they can market now. They're like you know you can take any heavyweight any heavyweight champion in anything and like yeah, come fight my guy. No, like even in boxing, I don't think I don't think the boxing. Like Tyson Fury, I don't think. Well, would want to fight him. Um, Wilder, Wilder, I don't think so. Joshua, I don't think so. Cause he only cause he has the stand up skills. But he, but he has that power. He has that scary power where he just needs to land clean. Mm-hmm. And he's and he has such a big thick neck and traps is like he can take a few he days. can take punches because of that. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah, then there's there's no waste. Like he's not like fat or sloppy or anything. It's just all this lean muscle. All man meat. 
Scary, scary dude, man. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the heavyweight division right now, and it's like, you got Derek Lewis. I think that's the that's the fight to make next, unfortunately. Nope. I, 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 nope. don't, I don't want it to happen either because I like Derek it's Lewis. Not, it's not, I love Derek Lewis, but that, that's not, it's not the fight to make for two reasons. For the, the main reason, because John Jones is coming to heavyweight division. Yes. That's, that's one reason. And two, that fight happened already, and it was the worst fight in UFC history. Yes. Because it was so boring. I, agree. I don't think this next one will be boring, but I think there may be still there. There will be shades of that because Derek Lewis is a very patient man who's waiting for that mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and I think Francis it was very patient in his fight because of, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's Francis was more patient, so I think Francis will be more active, but I think Francis will still be patient as well too, mm-hmm. especially if Derek Lewis hits him a few times. Yes, so I don't want to see that fight again because it's going to be a lot of waiting around, and because. Obviously, John Jones is a fight to make because he's come to the division. 100%. But there's a lot of back and forth now that's been going on. I don't know if you've been keeping up. I've been keeping up and... So, pretty much... I, as much as I am not on the Jones bandwagon, I am for this this time around. I'm, I'm 100% on his side for this time around. Because I think Dana White handled the situation very poorly. <laughs> he handled the situation extremely poorly. Because this is... It's not like John Jones is coming from a different organization. Mm-hmm. This is one of your guys. This is a fight that you all things go well. This is the fight you're going to be promoting. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to shit on John Jones before it even happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah granted, I get what Dana White was going for, but that, that that shouldn't be coming from you. From 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 one of us, from one of the media guys, sure. But coming from Dana White, it's like... And it's not it's just... He didn't just say it once. He didn't just say, you know, let's just see if John Jones want to fight him now or whatever. He kept, like, doubling down and tripling down on it, saying, you know, when guys, you know, don't want to fight it. It usually comes out about money and they, mm. you know, they out, you know, outbid themselves or whatever the case is. But from the, that shouldn't have come from Dana White. I think he, he, he shat on John Jones a little bit too much before the fight even got going. Before the negotiations even happen, I, but I think too, from Dana's perspective, is like literally as Francis won the fight, John Jones tweeted, "Show me the money." As in, like he's asking for. It's like from Dana's perspective, is like, come on, like I'm sure whatever contracts they have, you know, is I'm I'm sure they're you know they're they're already there in place, and it's like. You want to renegotiate now? It's like okay, fine. Which, which, yeah, which is and and somewhat rightfully so because it is a new division. It is a new so division. So there is that argument. Yes, there but, is a, there is you know a bigger. I don't know. Again, we don't know what these contracts. Look yeah, like. but but what w- what I don't understand is, John Jones has been asking for more money for years, even before that. Yeah, mm. way before that. Like mm. they had enough time to at least come to some kind of agreement. I think if I was if I was Dana White, mm. you want to be setting that one up from. The get go, so you want to make sure things were in place, mm-hmm. so that event that mm-hmm. happens like it's, it's just an easy transition. Yeah, but this shows that there was no talks in between then, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing and it, and Dana White's just kind of like you know, just the, the ship rolls on, you know. Yeah, that's his, that's he's not motion. waiting for he's not waiting for mm-hmm. John Jones. It's just like well, okay, whatever you don't want to fight, well, okay, fine, I'll just move on. That, that's his way of negotiating. That's his, kind of his way of negotiating. The ship will move on with or without you. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But I do hope that they, they do come to some kind of agreement and that they, they, they do figure this thing out because 
As far as the fight to make, that's it. That would be crazy. Again, exactly. It's it's one of those fights where it's like, who's going to win it type of thing? Yeah, and you don't know. Even as great and dumb as, as, as France has been, you, don't you still know. don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. And the beautiful thing about it, you don't want to wait. It's another fight. You don't want to wait too long. Same thing with, like, mm-hmm. with him and Izzy. You don't want to wait too long. You don't want Francis to lose to so then try to make that fight. And you don't want Jones to come in to lose to so then try, try to make that fight after. You want... Yeah, this is a fight. This is like, now is the time. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you on they, that. They got to they gotta figure it out and figure it out as soon as possible. Now, does John Jones probably need money? Like a lot more money? He's a pound for pound best fighter. You know, currently mm-hmm. now he is. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no, no more Khabib argument, which... John Jones never liked, but whatever the case is, he's now the current pound for pound best fighter. But it's, but it doesn't. It, 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 that doesn't. Unfortunately, with the the UFC model, it that does not matter. That doesn't matter, and it, I, I, it all comes down to eyeballs. That's what, and that's what it comes down to. As great as John Jones is, and you know stuff like that, as great as a fighter he is, and he does draw eyeballs. There's, there's no question that he does, but his stock has been dropping. Over the years, and his, and his own, it's his own fault. It's his own fault. So it it comes down to, yeah, you want to look like even John Jones want to make comparison. Oh, you know, when Connor wants more money, it's okay, whatever. Connor can ask for more money because of the eyeballs that he brings, because of the attention that he draws. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't it, it, whether or not he's a great fighter is, is irrelevant. Well, it's not. It's not irrelevant, but it's it's not it's, as relevant. It's, it's as not as relevant as the eyeballs that you bring. Hundred percent. And unfortunately, John Jones, his stock has been dropping. Like a lot of uh, a lot of the old UC, uh, UFC guys that have been following UFC for a long time, we know what John Jones is, and we, we, you know, a lot of the newer fans that come along, let's say in the last year or two, or whatever, they they don't know or could care less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it it it, it sucks. I, I get it. You know, your health is on the line, and all this stuff, and I could understand it. I could I could I could sympathize. But at the same time, it is what it is. The show will 100% roll on without John Jones. Mm-hmm. No, like as as big as these you know UFC stars are, they're not bigger than the UFC. It is itself. It is it is, it is what it is, and it's 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 a lot. A lot of them don't want to believe that, or a lot of them don't want to accept that. But it's 100% the fact. Even as big as Conor is, the UFC can roll on without him. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know what I mean? It just it, it just is what it is. And you, you either get in, you either fall in line or you get out of the way. It's, 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 un, it's unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. And it's not like these guys aren't lo- it's, it's not like these guys aren't making money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are. And could they be making more? Yes. But it, it, it comes down to everyone has to be doing their part. See, like how Connor is, you know being as polarizing as he is and he's drawing all these levels I think if there were more people like O'Connor I think it would raise the entire ship of the UFC more true so that you know because he he stands out so much is that you know you, it's like he's so different from everybody else so he stands out so much so yeah. they, they compensate him accordingly they need more people like that so because if UFC had more eyeballs on it more often then I think more guys would be getting paid more money because then there would be more money to have Exactly, you know what I mean. So, you know, they just gotta figure it out. But um, hopefully, they, they figure it out and sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later, and um, we can get this great fight. Yeah. 
Um, in other MMA news, a um, couple of fight announcements that you guys may or may not be aware of. Uh, the one of the main ones, of course, is being Misha Tate. I think we did. Did, did we touch on last? I think we did touch on last week. Yeah, Misha Tate coming back. Misha Tate is coming back against um that um officer. Uh, what's her name? Oh, that's a teacher. Sorry, Marino. Actually, no, we didn't touch on it. Dude. We didn't. We, we spoke. Yeah, we spoke, but we didn't. We, we didn't, didn't. We didn't dress yeah. it here. So yeah, breaking news. Um, Misha Tate is making her MMA return, which is gonna be interesting. She's going up against uh, Renault, which is going to be Renault's last fight. Marin Renault. Marin Renault has decided that she she's going to retire. So she's going to last fight, and it's going to be against Misha Tate. Which Misha Tate, you know, for those that are you know uh, hardcore fans, remember Misha Tate. You know, most people know her from that rivalry she had with Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. The Misha Tate's been a UFC champion in the past, and she's been doing her thing. So it's going to be interesting to see Misha Tate come back and and fight. She yeah. had a, she had a press conference and everything. They said she said she she wants to fight. That's her main reason for coming back. I, as great as Misha Tate was, she she was never. I never looked at Misha Tate and be like, man, this is a world beater. Yeah. So and, uh, what I'm afraid of is that she's coming with her old skills. That hopefully she has revolved because the game has evolved. evolved. Yeah. If she I, I, if she hasn't, then it's going to be a problem. Can't teach an old now, dog new tricks. She can beat probably eighty percent of the division. Once you get to the top, she can beat seven sixty percent of the division. No, I mean time will tell. I'm just, and I'm just, again, we're just basing it off of old Misha Tate. Maybe there's some new wrinkles, but at any rate, top of the division is going to be tough for her, I think. Very. But one thing I found very interesting, which no one's really talking about, is that you remember the whole USADA? Well, in order to be mm. competing for USADA, you got to be in a USADA pool mm. for at least mm. six months. Mm. Apparently, that's being waived. Oh, yeah? Mm hmm. They're waiving that for Misha Tate. I wonder why that is. The challenge with that is that it's just showing that USADA isn't as black and white as a lot of people like to think. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of up to UFC discretion, unfortunately. It's getting scary. Yeah. That's true. And there was people... I, I, I did hear voices. People people were talking, saying stuff like that. Like USADA is like a joke, really. But... um. I guess now it's starting to prove that it is true, I guess. Yep. So, we'll see. I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I don't see Michelle as a cheater. I think it's just UFC just trying to make a quick buck and capitalize on mm-hmm. the hype of her making her announcement. But at the same time, that rule is there for a reason. So. Yep. We'll, we'll Interesting. Well, one thing Dana White did say, just kind of a little behind the scenes, uh, on the Misha Tate incident is like not incident the Misha Tate scenario announcement Um, he was saying that before she her reason for leaving was before her Amanda Nunes fight she went and got a nose job oh yeah yeah and And he was telling her not to do it like don't do it when you're finished fighting I, I will pay for your nose job I'll fix it whatever she went ahead and she did it on her own anyway and if you look at the Amanda, the Amanda Nunes fight, Amanda, Amanda hit her straight in that knee, straight in the nose, and she, and she immediately like reacted to it, like crumbled. She didn't. The fight was over from then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I did address that. I was like, you know, now the nose obviously healed up. It's fixed. It's one hundred percent her, like part of her now, and she feels more comfortable now. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's why she's coming back. She, yeah. Um, let's see uh, what she what she has to offer the sport. Now that she's coming back, 
Yep, um, we'll see for sure. But um, also in another MMA news, of course, uh, another fight announcement. Um, well, we all know the Connor and um Poirier Poirier fights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not finalized, but it's pretty much. It's 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 it's, 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 it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's happening. Um, in June, July, somewhere around that time. What I heard that was interesting about when it comes to that fight is that Poirier turned down that the belt be on the line for that fight. Well, yeah, they uh, they offered him now, now, title now, fight. Now that now that well, I, uh, no, no, now that when Khabib retired and the belt was up in the air, they could have put the belt in that fight, mm. and Poirier turned it down. Interesting. I don't think Poirier wants to be the champion. I think he's he's over it. He's over that whole. Poirier is just doing what Poirier wants to do now. Good for him. He's just he, he's all about making the most money. That's why he's gonna, that's why he wants to fight Conor again. He doesn't. That's why he, that's why he didn't care about fighting Oliveira for the belt or mm. any of that. Poirier is doing whatever he wants to do, whatever he needs to do to make the most money right now. He doesn't care about being the champion. He doesn't care about none of that. And I think more. It'd be interesting to see if more fighters, you know, take that route because it's going to do a couple of things. One, it's going to build his stock up in the sense that people are going to people are going to want to see him fight, and it's going to force UFC to do things that they probably usually wouldn't have done. That and the fact that people are like, you know, he's, he's going to do two back-to-back Conor pay-per-views. Only person who got that was Nate. And you saw it. It, it, it turned him into a, somewhat of a diva. He's, yeah, Nate's gone now. Well, he's going to be coming back. but <laughs> He's going to be coming back, but, you know. Those are yeah. two, two massive paydays for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to do the same for Poirier. But not only that, but the eyeballs. I mean, Nate was a star before, but that made Nate a star star. Mm-hmm. So, maybe it does the same for Poirier? I think it will. Win, lose, or draw. He literally has nothing to lose in this fight. Even if he loses, it's like he really didn't. Mm-hmm. So good, and good. he's not considered being champion. So it's like good on him for for noticing that and seeing what you know, seeing where he goes from here. So it, it's gonna be good. Yeah, good I, for him. I know there's gonna be a lot of naysayers that say, "Oh, you have just just because Conor loses, why they're they're running it back and all that stuff." But Poirier they wants it. They don't realize Poirier called for it the, the the night of. You know what I mean? It's not it's not it's not really a UFC decision. It's like Poirier wanted it. There you go. So. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna That's be gonna be interesting. We get to see Connor fight again. I'm just gonna see what version of Connor shows up. Yeah. He didn't look that great in his last fight, unfortunately. He didn't. Um, hopefully, he's making the right adjustments because I think it just comes down to you know. And and and, Tyron Woodley can't touch on it for him. You know, as fighters, you you, you can't be the one calling the shots in, in your training because yes. then you're always gonna find you know you're always gonna do the thing where you you're always gonna panel to your strengths and mm-hmm. things you don't really want to do you can just kind of go away from and exactly. I think that's where Connor is right now mm-hmm. you may be putting in all this training but it's 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 all a training in, in your comfort zone exactly kind of a thing as opposed to just someone holding the wheel and they're the one in charge and you just do whatever someone's like you know yeah and Tyron Woodley rightfully so did that for his last camp and it got we got a better Tyron Woodley so 100% so hopefully Connor acknowledges that and does that but for some reason, I don't see that happening. I don't because Connor makes he, way too he, much money. He makes too much money for that to happen. So it just kind of is what it is. And that's the thing: like fighters always want more money, more money, and all this stuff. But it changes you. Yep, makes you less hungry. Makes you less hungry, and it's 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 a different. We get a different fighter now. So like, if you look at, you know, like you're fighting coming up, like if 
one thing people don't realize also too is that UFC fighters fight more often than boxers. People always want to compare their their paychecks, but mm-hmm. like UFC fighters fight more often, and it's more strenuous. So it's like the hard work that you have to put in. You start getting some money. You're not gonna you're not gonna want to put in that kind of work. And like you said, you once your 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 fights your your fight camps get tra- tailored the way you want them to, then it's. It's not the same fight, Kevin. You're not the same fighter that you were when mm-hmm. you were hungry. You know what I mean? Yep. Money and money will definitely affect the, your training that way. So. Yep. It's 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 a it's a catch twenty two. It's yeah. like you know you yeah. know because you want to pay them enough because they deserve the money. Yeah. But you don't want to pay them too much because then they won't Change. be that person. So so well, so what's that tipping point? You know what I mean? Like. I think because right, if you look at boxers, you, you don't want to turn the UFC into boxing. No. Because that would just be bad for the sport. But. Bad for the sport. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. What, what, what's, what's the the amount? I mean, I'm sure it varies for each fighter, but what's the amount that I says, think, you know what, I'm good? The, I think every time they sit in the negotiating room, they negotiate that amount and they get and they get. Some it may, it may not be exactly what they want, but they, you know, once you agree on that dotted line, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and that that is the amount. That's the amount. You have to know what they can afford to pay you, based on the eyeballs you bring in. I'm sure when they sit down, I'm sure they they they, they can bring up every appearance that that person has have, and how it affect the card. And I'm sure they I'm sure they have they all give, their analytics. I'm yeah. sure they give it. I'm sure they give it to them. I'm sure they get it in full. They probably don't. They probably don't. They probably hold out kind of like Netflix. Mm. Netflix doesn't doesn't put their numbers out there, and because they're a private company, same thing for UFC, mm. is that they probably hold on to that because I think if you put that out there, then it may go against you. Yeah, because I'm like, well, so, I did this and this, and then, you know. Yeah, so I think they keep it, but they they they're, they're obviously basing their numbers off of that. So, mm-hmm. and they're they're making the best decision for their company. So, at any rate, you can't argue with it. You just gotta do your best to make the F- most money, and they they're gonna do the best to make their own. Their Fall own in line money. or get out the way. Yep. Another um, news, of course, um, Tony Ferguson um, got a fight announcement. He's fighting Dariush. Yes, I did hear that. Which that's going to be an interesting fight. Dariush mm-hmm. is a pretty scary contender, and yeah. Ferguson's a guy that's been up the top of the division for a long time. Fell off a little bit, you know, was champion and everything, but we'll we'll see. We'll I, see what version shows up. But he's um, it's going to be a scary fight for him, I think. I think Ferguson got that. Yeah. Well, we'll time will tell. Mm-hmm. We will see. Um, outside of MMA, of course, there's a big uh, fight press conference that happened over the, you know, this past week. Eh, yeah, I guess. I, I, I didn't really care to cover it, but whatever. It's being covered everywhere, so. Well, all, the MMA, all the MMA, all the fight promotions are talking about it, so I'll just give my take on it and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll you know, we'll, we'll wrap up. But, of course, I'm talking about the Jake Paul-Ben uh, Askren fight. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a press conference over the weekend. And... Of course, words were shared. You know, they were they were both being their typical selves. Got a little physical at the end, which was uh, you know Ben Askren doing a face palm to you know Jake Paul retaliating with a, a very weak body shot and a shove, if you will. And then that being that, but my whole take on the the entire press conference and scene and everything. Um, even before the press conference, there was um, Jake Paul put out a, a video, I guess of. Him confronting um, Ben Askren in the back. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-mm. I kind of wish he didn't put it out because it's. It makes me dislike Jake Paul that much more. He is just not a good. Well, I mean, he's playing a character, so I'm trying not to give him too, too much, much mm-hmm. 
but he, it's it's kind of the COVID Covington mm. where it's too much that I, I, I can't I can't like you as a person anymore because of this <laughs> character you're playing but apparently just him and like his goons between yeah like 10 to 20 guys like Ben Askren is sitting on the table just kind of like with his head down just kind of waiting for the press conference to start he just shows up with full camera crew with mic boom everything and a bunch of guys just like in yellow t-shirts or whatever I guess this is like his camp or whatever the case it is goons and he's like you know it's, there's some stuff on the table he's like like moving around Ben, ben Askren stuff on the table kind of trying to punk him if you look kind of the typical mm-hmm. college bully you know high school bully type of Type stuff, which is very juvenile looking from my yeah. perspective. I'm like, ugh, whatever. And then, of course, he's trying to punk Ben Askren. Ben Askren is just, just not giving him anything. He's like, you know, just looking at the whole crew. And then there's an exchange of words. And then he does like this chair. Like they all put their hands in and then they do mm. like a mm. kind of like a, like a, it looks almost like a cheerleading squad. And I did hear Ben Askren does, um, you know, address it in the press conference. Like, his chair squad but they all put their hands in the do a chair and kind of walk off kind of a it was very strange it was very high school musical oh. it was it was very cringy to, in my, mm. from my perspective mm. and I'm like it, 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 it's bad so I didn't like that whole thing but my takes on the fight if you will I feel like Jake Paul has done a very great job and Ben Ashkin mentioned it like he's done a, a good job of convincing himself and his fans that he's an actual fighter. He's done a, a good job of that. Because people, like his, like, his fans go hard for him. For whatever reason. Like, they're really convinced that he's a fighter. Which he's not. He's an amateur fighter at best, if even that. He's, he's not a real fighter. And it goes back to the same reason why, like, why we don't fight anymore. Because there's people like Francis Ngannou out there. There's people that are real fighters that are Mm-hmm. The one is Jake Paul's not a guy that's, that's been on hard. You know what I mean? He's not. He, mm-hmm. he hasn't had hard times. He's kind of always had, you know, mm-hmm. a, a good, you know, life, if you will. But he's trying to portray himself as a fighter, like he's this fighter. He knows what, what what the fight game is, and I don't think he does. He's just just trying to put on events where he's drawing the most eyeballs. Yep. And it's a slippery slope because yeah, you can do that, and there's a space for that, but. You you you're getting to this this area where you're starting to call it real fighters now, because he still continue, continues to call it Conor McGregor, continues to call it Nate Diaz. These are people that that, that could put you in the grave, especially like a Nate Diaz. Yeah, Nate Diaz would, would destroy him. Would destroy him. Because Nate Diaz can take a shot. He's taken some of the best shots. And keep coming. Conor McGregor is he's not a boxer, but he's, he's these are these are fighters. I mean, mm-hmm, Conor mm-hmm. now is a little bit softer. Mm. Because of his, you know, his luxuries and everything, but these are people that are in the fight game. Like you, you don't know mm. anything about the fight game. Mm-hmm. You fought someone that's on your same level, which is another YouTube star mm. and an NBA player. You haven't, you haven't like, done anything. So, I would have a lot more respect for him if he was just, you know, knowing what he was and he was playing his lane. But I think to me, he's he's acting as though he's on the same level. I mean, his mm-hmm. brother too. Whether it's calling out the Mayweathers and the, like actual people, like these are actual fighters. Like, there is no first of all, his brother and Mayweather. That I don't know if you heard, but that, that fight's in jeopardy. It may not even happen again. It doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to happen. One because, but that that's there's no there's no way his brother wins that. And I do have more respect for his brother because his brother at least shows that you know 
he's playing his life. He's showing that, you know, he's just trying to do his thing or whatever, and he's, he's mm-hmm. grateful that he's fighting Mayweather, mm-hmm. which is what you should be. Mm-hmm. But now you have, you know, Jake, which is trying to pretend like he's an actual real fighter and calling out a real fighter, which Ben Askren is a, a he's a, a wrestler, you know, he has a wrestling background. He is, he's been in the fight game. He's been in like different fight leagues, you know, organizations. He's been champions of some. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that great in UFC, obviously, but he's he's been in the fight game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's you. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like Jake Paul knows what it's like to be that person hungry coming up in the fight game. So that, I, I, those are the reasons why I think. I think Ben Askren gets a better rim now. It's a little dicey because it's ben boxing, and Ben, and ben Askren is the worst. Has probably the worst stand-up of any MMA fighter, but it's just very because now Jake Paul's trying to build it up. So he's saying like, yeah, you know, he's representing MMA and all that, blah blah blah, and everything, and which he's not. And it's 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 strange because he 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 got um Jorge Masvidal on the phone and everything, mm-hmm. the kind of which I, I don't know why Masvidal does this because he's just ruining his brand. Because this is a guy that's shitting on MMA, which is a sport that you're a part of. And you're going to side with him and, and you're train siding him. with him and it's quote-unquote train him and encourage him because you're not taught Ben Askren to everything, which that was a bad exchange. But And you, and I, it's, it's, it's all about the money because I'm sure Jake Paul is paying him a lot of money to do it. I'm sure. And, and now... Jorge, and Jorge's going to But him. I also saw Jorge backtracking now. Mm-hmm. And saying that Ben Askren doesn't ben Askren represent, represent MMA. But, that's what your guy is saying, and you're backing and that, your guy. That's, that's the guy you backed. You. It's, it's a dicey situation. I wish Stupid. Masvidal would just distance himself from the whole thing, because I, I actually like Masvidal. I actually want him to do good, but more and more he does certain things to just kind of just like this, yeah. ruin his brand, just completely ruin his brand. But it is what it is. Uh, this fight is going to happen apparently. Um, I don't see it being an entertaining fight. The way I see this is going. Is Jake Paul's gonna come on hot? He's gonna blow his wad. Ben Askren's gonna probably, you know, slowly piece him up. Slowly piece him up, do enough, whatever. Avoid the storm. It's gonna be a boring fight up until the, after the second round. It's gonna be a boring, just boring boxing fight. And then at the end, they're either gonna say a draw or they're gonna say, you know, they're gonna screw Ben Askren. Because this isn't a, 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 a boxing organization. Or a legit boxing organization that's doing this fight. This is Thriller. Thriller is just a bunch of, for lack of a better term, scumbags that's just trying to make the most money they can out of the, off of the boxing community mm-hmm. and putting on quote unquote boxing fight. This isn't real boxing, unfortunately. Like, and like bare knuckle boxing is more of a boxing organization than Thriller. Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. One hundred percent. So. I think at the end of the conference, I don't know if it was that conference or another conference. Um, what's his name? De La Hoya announced that he's coming. He yeah, it was, just, it was the same one. Yeah, so he's coming out of retirement. Who cares? One, I don't see it happening. Two, if it does happen, obviously Thriller's going to put it on, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be another shit show. But and like somebody asked Dana White about it on the press conference, and he <laughs> he was like, "Really? Like you're asking like, about this? This is what, like you know, and that, he, he, he pointed to it, like that, that's a problem." People like that are giving this fight so much, you know, so much attention, and, that, and that's what's drawing the eyeballs, and that's what's that's part of the problem. Yep. You know what I mean? What it is, what I mean, Thriller, hats off to you guys for doing what you're doing, but the fans need to know, like, be real. Like, this, is, this isn't, you know, 
the WBC or anything that's putting on actual. Mm, mm. This is not actual boxing organization. So, like the judges, who knows? This fight's gonna go to the judges. You know, Jake Paul's gonna win this. Mm. At worst, it's gonna be a draw. So, that's why. Like, I don't see Ben Askren knocking out Jake Paul. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Now, he can technically knock him out with a TKO if he gets him tired enough and just mm-hmm. puts on the volume. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Ultimately, it's, it's, it's a complete shit show. But it's a big enough shit show that, that we're going to watch it. But I would very much like the, the Jake Paul stuff to go away. Yeah. It, it's, like, it does nothing for me. Does nothing for me, or the sport, or anybody. And him, him talking about his team, and you know, they're oh, they're a bunch of you know, some of the best guys and a bunch of young guys that's just trying to take over the world. And they're, they're, he's trying to like build them up, like yeah, it's, it's like this kind of a it's a very millennial thing where mm. these a bunch of guys that don't, that don't know anything that all of a sudden oh, they're the best guys in you know the best boxing trainers or whatever, like you know the best mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of young guys that don't know nothing. They probably got one guy to like that's an actual boxing guy to, to be a part of their crew, but so the training he's getting is not top notch. It's not. It's, it's, it's a shit show, and it's probably more that cater training that we were just talking about not too long ago as well. There you go. So where they're like, yeah. yeah. So I hope Benas can put an end to it, a nail in the coffin. But that may not be the case. He's probably gonna get screwed. Let's be honest. Nate Robinson was supposed to put an end to it, but. And I'm making a fool of himself, which I'm. I, I just, I just, I, I, like, I just hope my um, Ben Askren is not doing the same. Just making a fool of yourself. Just yeah. it wouldn't be the first time for him, so I think he's kind of used to it. At any rate, at any rate, this is the fight game. We'll we'll continue to cover it here on Fight Talk. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much that. Um, so I think we'll pretty much call it. Um, we did a covered quite a bit here on the podcast we enjoy doing this so you guys keep tuning in keep um you know giving your your contributions whether as a supporter or your advice your critique we encourage it all we love uh love this new thing that we're well it's not new but this we're coming into our own our own right now with, with the new spot that's going up and all that so i i really enjoy Really enjoy this journey that we're on. So, with that being said, you guys be good to each other, stay safe out there. Isaac, boys, out. Peace.